Hello and welcome back to Speedrun, the fast-talking video game podcast where we talk about pretty much anything we want that's video game related. I, of course, am Jamie, and Jazzy is taking care of an unexpected personal thing today, which is totally understandable and valid. So it's just me and our guest, the one and only Editor Trey. Hey, how's it going? This is a podcast. No one's going to say hi back. I mean, people might say hi in, like, the comments on Podbean. Say hi back in the comments. Please say hi back in the comments or by emailing me at jamie at stuffweplay.com. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, put so the email Trey, out there. You yeah, are a YouTuber. I am, yes. You are well, an editor. In fact, you've edited a good deal of stuff on my channel. Yep, I've edited Commit- a lot of videos, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, commissioned, mind you. Don't, don't make people try to work for free or for exposure or whatever. That that's shitty. Yeah, I get money for this. It's yeah. it's a good it's a good deal. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I get I get a friendship and and also money. And like we we go for lunch whenever I'm like in Sydney. It's nice. Yeah, <laughs> we go for lunch as well. It's like a business meeting, but like it's also like- not. You just frame it that way so that the waiter thinks you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, we're, well, I'm like, oh, this is a very important business meeting, you know, so just just leave us be and stuff. And then we're like, all right. So like. Butts. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we agree. Yeah. What's our what's our topic today? So today's topic is we are talking about n- the Nintendo GameCube. Oh, I love Everyone's, that console. I love that system. Everyone's favorite system. That's not the Xbox from 2001. It's pretty similar, though. Similar shape. Similar shape. I mean, you know, one's a box, one's a cube. Um, you, you know, I, I think it's a really special thing uh, having a system that you can lug around like a lunchbox. It, it is, yeah, because, you know, when I would go to school there, you know, everyone would bring their lunches and they would eat and have sustenance for the day. But I would just bring my little GameCube with me. And pretty much I'd be set. At lunchtime, I'd just play GameCube. And I'd say, no, I, I, I'm good. I don't need food. I have my GameCube, thanks. You joke about that, but technically that was an option if you got one of those third-party, uh, like, attachable GameCube screens. Yeah, there were actually people who did that at, at my school. We had, like, a few good people who just brought GameCubes and then just hooked them up to the TVs in one of the media rooms. It was, I love it was that. kind of awesome. I remember when I was in elementary school, there was one kid who always brought, like, he'd always find an outlet during lunch or whatever because he had one of the PS1s with the flip-top screen. I never knew anyone with the flip-top screens. They just seemed like, I didn't know about those until recently. I was like, oh, like, I, I heard about them at the time. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't think that should work. We shouldn't be able to play console game on the go. But now I'm like, oh, okay. It makes He's putting up wall power. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah. I feel like the Switch has really normalized that. But anyways, I'm going to start the timer because we're talking about very some something very particular with the GameCube, and that's the best games on the GameCube. Oh. All right. So, I know last year you really started experimenting with Dolphin, which for if any Nintendo lawyers are listening, you can use original discs with Dolphin. That I definitely do. Yeah. For the legal record, that is what I do. Definitely don't output to 4K. 
<laughs> well, I mean, you can output to 4K using original desks. Can you? I I mean, yes, yeah. I know. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> that okay. said, uh, you've been playing some of the classics. Like, I remember one of the big ones is you were talking to me, you were like, Jamie, it's like Thousand Year Door is amazing. Yeah, I was, so I never had any interest in it. Because I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably, it seems kind of overhyped. Because I've heard everyone talking about it. And my friend was like, okay, no, you have to play it right now. I'm going to sit here and watch you. And I was like, okay. And then I actually really enjoyed it. It was like, it seems like a, because I, I never grew up with it. So hearing people who grew up with it talk about it, it kind of sounded to me like um, when people have a fondness for something, it's like that nostalgic, like, oh, no, this was the way that, it's like things were so much better than it was so different and awesome and that's because i grew up with it but no like it legitimately was like a like a different uh different time for for video games uh there was a weird air around all the gamecube games where it was everything was kind of experimental and it's like you can see the roots of where everything like nintendo today came from there's still a little bit of that mm. But you can kind of see where everything, everything came from. I I think that's really interesting to say as well. Uh, I know for for me, one of the big things people are like, oh, you know, Pokemon X and Y are so important because they're the first 3D Pokemon games, or Pokemon Sword and Shield are the first Pokemon games that look good in 3D. And I'm like, did, did none of y'all play Pokemon Colosseum or RAR XD Gale of Darkness? Yeah, like there, there's always been something. Beef, like beef, there's always like a bigger fish, I guess. Yeah, those games are great, by the way. Like a lot of people didn't like where it's like the thing where it's like, oh, you can't catch wild Pokemon, you gotta steal other people's Pokemon. But I'm like, that that that's actually really cool. I I kind of like that. You should do that again, Nintendo. Or yeah, the Freak. stealing was the coolest part. Like I honestly didn't even care that uh, that you couldn't catch like any wild Pokemon because it's it's like when I play a Pokemon game, I already pretty much know who I'm going to catch at this point. So yeah. it kind of feels like, like if you're going to make it seem like I'm cool while I'm doing it, like, go ahead, by all means, make me steal. Uh, actually, it was cool because in XD, they they did add in wild battles, but you had to, like, lure Pokemon in by setting up Poke Snacks, and it's fun until partway through the game when you unlock the ability to encounter Munchlax, and sometimes you'll show up, and you can't catch Munchlax because, you know, he Gen 4 wasn't out yet. He'll just eat all your, uh, like, polka spot snacks. That's an awesome mechanic. I want... I, I just... I, I just came came to hate that Munchlax so much. But he's so cute. Munchlax is the cutest. He, he is cute. He's, he, he's very cute. He's fat, and then that's it. <laughs> And then he evolves. Yeah. And then he sleeps. <laughs> He's got like the best life. He's <laughs> born to eat, forced to sleep. He's a he's a Pokemon born of gluttony. Yeah, like he literally is born and then he's like, Alright, I'm going to literally eat everything. And then when I'm done, then I will rest for a thousand years. Hear me out, in an alternate timeline he evolves into Guzzlord. That could you know that, the like because Guzzlord's a, an ultra beast, maybe that's the maybe that's the the lore there. Yeah, and for those out out of the loop of Pokemon, because I I know I talk with a lot of folks who are excited for the Diamond Pearl remakes because they haven't touched the series since the DS, and I don't blame them. Um, 
Guzzlord literally consumes every bit of matter in its path. <laughs> like, it just will not stop eating to such a point where an Ultra Sun Moon, you, go to a, you can go to a planet that's literally destroyed because of how much crap it's eaten. Yeah. Um, Snorlax also just still eats, even when it sleeps, doesn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually know. Anyways, GameCube games. Um, GameCube that's one of games. Them. That was that's one of one them. Of them. Uh, was um, the Pokemon ones. Those were really good. I really enjoyed those. I think the best games are the ones that like immediately come to mind. I feel like everyone's kind of waiting for like that secret hidden gem that's like, this was Cuba the best War. game on the GameCube, and no one ever played it. But like, if it was really that good, everyone would have played it, you know? Actually, there is one hidden gem I have in mind, and I, I feel like it's a good segue from Pokemon. Yes, go ahead. Have you ever heard of Cubivore? I have not, no. So Cubivore is a game... The, the aesthetic reminds me of Happy Birthdays or Birthdays of Beginnings, if, if you've played those games. I haven't played those either, but, but you can I'm explain. At, you're basically going through this world of all this cube-based, these cube-based creatures. I, I think... Here, let, let me go go through it. It's yeah, it, it's literally has the subtitle uh, "Survival of the Fittest." And let me just read the the, the Wikipedia yeah, thing perfect. real quick. Yeah, that that will give me a good idea. Thank you, Wikipedia. Not yeah. sponsored. Cubivore's gameplay is an action adventure game with a few role playing game elements to it. The purpose is to kill the killer Cubivore and its cronies. To accomplish this, the player's Cubivore must go through several mutations, through several lifespan laps, and generations of offspring. Upon obtaining a hundred mutations, the Cubivore can become powerful enough to produce an offspring capable of fighting the killer Cubivore. Thus, Cubivore is a game that is meant to somewhat represent natural selection. So, think of Pokemon meets Spore. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It sounds kind of like Spore. Um, that's cool. It was it was published by Atlas, and it's like hundreds of dollars if you ever come across a copy, and it's been like that for like a decade now because it was a very low print run. Oh yeah, I guess I guess that is that's the problem with with um, like games that don't sell well is they just didn't print any because no one was buying them. Yeah, like this one in Chibi Robo, right? Yeah, man, Chibi Robo is a good game too. Chibi Robo is amazing. Uh, I mean, I feel like we need to mention the obvious games, so like your Mario Sunshines, your Mario Melee. Sunshine. Uh, Luigi's oh, Mansion was a great intro to the console. I really do like Linguini's Maison. Yeah, it's a pretty good game. I think it was kind of what's, like, when you think about the the launch, like, it was, Luigi's Mansion wasn't even supposed to come out. It was supposed to be, like, a tech demo, wasn't it? And then mm -hmm. they're like, okay, well, we got to get the GameCube out. We'll just take what we have, and that's the, the game. But I think it also kind of set the tone as, like, this is not, like, our standard Nintendo console with with Mario. This is the Luigi console. It's the year of Luigi, baby. Yeah, and then they did another year of Luigi where they just put his face in secret spots in some places. But but you know it, it really is true because the GameCube was the worst selling. Well, no, I take that back. It was the second worst selling console that generation. Rip Dreamcast. But it had such a unique identity, you know? And maybe it is because you got all the, the Nintendo staples. You know, we got both a good Star Fox game and a bad Star Fox game. We had an F-Zero game made by Sega. And it's, it was the last time we ever got an F-Zero game, which is a shame because F-Zero GX is freaking great. 
They need to make another one. Everyone was thinking they would when the Switch launched because of the the racing game that came out with it. What was it called? Fast uh, RMX. Yeah, that one. Well, and also they added all the F-Zero tracks, or not all of them, but, you know, the, the few into Mario Kart, which, by the way, Mario Kart Double Dash on, on uh, GameCube and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on Switch, both are freaking fantastic. I just played um, Double Dash recently. Very, I, I enjoyed it a lot, even just the single player. I haven't played with friends yet. Been- One thing that I should probably do a video on or sometime is I actually still have the bonus disc that you got for pre-ordering it back in the day. Ooh. And What's it's funny because I didn't, um, I'm not sure, uh, here, I'm going to look this up real, d- you, you see, I should mention as well, I didn't pre-order the game, I just, I got a bundle and somehow also got the disc with it for, for Christmas one oh. year. Hmm. Uh, double dash bonus disc. All right, so what's in here? Oh, uh, there we go. It has playable demos for Mario Party 5, F-Zero GX, the TMNT game, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3, and Sonic Heroes. I remember. Oh, I yeah, remember the, that. The demo disc one, yeah. And it also... Uh, it also has... I didn't realize this, but if you collect it to a GBA Vita link cable, you get a Fire Emblem game. Cool. Yeah. That's like a lot of extra steps, though. It is, but we are at time. Are there any last thoughts you'd like to add on the GameCube? Um, I think that it is really fun to play, and I like playing games on the GameCube. A lot of, a lot of boys bought the GameCube to quote hard for games. Yeah, it's a good, that's a good quote. I think we can end on that. It's a good one. I think, I think we can end on that. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that was awesome. Good, yeah. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Kirby Air Ride. That that that's a good Kirby stuff. Air Ride. That's a good one. Kirby okay, Air we'll Ride. I know that Kirby Air Ride. Yeah. So on that note, Trey, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Trey underscore JPEG uh, JPG. Same with on YouTube, uh, Instagram. You have to add an E, make it JPEG, uh, because someone took my freaking name. And, uh, yeah, same with Twitch. Um, that's the JPG. You can find me on YouTube. And then YouTube, I also have uh, T-Base TV. So quite a few places you can find me. And, uh, you know, if you can't remember that, you can just go back uh, in the timestamp and listen to me say it again. <laughs> so on that note... Speedrun is made possible in part by Podbean. If you would like some podcast hosting of your own from a really great place that will put your podcasts out, not just on their own app, but also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. There's just some of the platforms you can find. Speedrun. Then definitely check out Podbean by going to podbean.com speedrun or using the code speedrun at checkout to help out the show. In addition, even if she isn't here, Jazzy does edit these episodes as part of Cleveland Audio Mixology. They do a fantastic job and uh, help make this show possible. If you have ideas for future episodes, definitely email me or her at jamie at stuffweplay.com or jazzy at stuffweplay.com or uh, help support us via Patreon because we are part of Stuff We Play at patreon.com slash stuffweplay. So on that note, thank you very much for watching or listening, I should say. Stay classy, and I'll see you 
next time.